and welcome to another episode of Coaches on a Mission. I have to say I love the name of the show now. If you're just joining us, we recently changed the name of this show and every time I record an intro, I just have the biggest smile on my face because I'm so in love with the new name. Anyhow, I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and it's my mission to help you build a coaching business that reflects your values, one that feeds your confidence and makes a difference in people's lives. Oh, I almost forgot. Also, a business that brings you prosperity as well, right? Okay, my guest today is Anna Sanson. She helps work-from-home moms reconnect with themselves so they can feel peace in their family, confidence in themselves, and feel productive at work. So Anna... She has fallen into the same hole a lot of us values-driven coaches fall into from time to time, this trap of proving worth instead of providing value. So what does that look like? Proving worth is self-centered and often fear-motivated. We get nervous that our clients aren't making enough progress, so we pile on more tools, more time, more stuff to help them when in fact, all that stuff just creates overwhelm and confusion. So when I say self-centered, I don't mean egotistical. I mean focusing on self instead of on the client. Providing value, on the other hand, is client-focused. We bring our best selves to every client, but we also understand that our number one job as coaches is to hold space and honor each client's unique journey. As we share our own expertise, guide them along the way, right? But really let the journey be their own. So Anna and I had a great conversation about this and we recalibrated a bit today. We brought her back to the client-centered approach of providing value, and we did it with one simple question. What do you believe in? If you ever worry that you're not doing enough for your clients, this episode will help you simplify your message and your offerings so that you can provide value instead of just trying to prove worth. Let's dig into it. Hi, Anna. Thank you for coming on the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. We were just touching base before the recording began, and we're both a little unsure, right, about where this conversation will go, and I was sharing that these are always the best episodes. So there's no pressure here at all. We're just going to have a conversation about the next phase in your business. But before we do that, I want to shout out Carrie Perry, who we both took her social from scratch class. And I just admire her so much. Her generosity and her marketing is something I think we can all strive toward, right? So how has social from scratch been for you? No, it's been amazing. It's been really like, she really knows how to build a wonderful supportive community, just like you. And so I feel like I've really been thriving in there. It's given me such a framework to really build out my content. And to create a community for myself, like on Instagram and on my platforms. She's awesome. There's so many things we could talk about, but when you just allow the most important or most urgent or the first thing, right, to come forward, what would you like to focus on during our conversation today? So I feel what I need most help and most support with is really simplifying and just honing in 
like where my expertise is and then creating because I feel like that's going to inform and better inform my offerings, my marketing, and just how I show up, the energy with which I show up in the presence to serve my audience, serve my clients, and even like to create, like I said, create my offerings. I think that will really help if I really just hone in on like what it is that I'm really good at. I feel like I'm constantly like learning new things and then trying to like also share them. Right. And, but I'm still in the learning phase, but I'm so excited about them that I want to share. But then I'm like, I hear I've gone and just create this massive like monster. And so then I feel all over the place. I feel really confused. So I just really need to simplify, hone in on what it is that I just know that I'm an expert. I know that I'm really good at and that I can offer and that can really help yes. my clients feel successful. And then also create structure around that as well so that I can actually stay in implementation mode. My sense just from knowing you in our Hive calls and even as we were preparing for the recording today is I think you hit the nail on the head because you do have some structures in place. But when the world is your oyster in terms of your message and your expertise, it's hard to get started and stick with the structure. Mm -hmm. So by really narrowing down and identifying today what is the expertise that you could talk about every single day and enjoy it. I think you may find that the structures you have in place, and we can explore them, but work a lot better when you have fewer options. It's sort of like, I love shoes, and I'll often stand in my closet and stare at all my shoes and feel like I have no shoes to wear, (laughs) right? You know, when you're in that mood a little bit, it's like, oh, I don't have any shoes to go with these sweatpants. (laughs) When in fact, I actually have too many options. So I'm in this analysis paralysis or decision overwhelm because the choices are too vast. We see this with our kids too, right? Too many choices is often not as empowering as it sounds like it should be. So let's see what happens when we hone in on your expertise. Well, tell us a little bit about your business right now or your expertise right now? Who do you help and how do you help them? You can go as broad as you want here because our goal is going to be to narrow things in. So I help work from home moms, create more ease at home with their family, feel more confident in their lives and be more productive in their work. Okay. That was awesome. We just had a call a couple of weeks ago around this exact dream client power statement. And that felt really clear and focused. How did it feel to say it? It feels really good. That was super helpful to have Mm -hmm. that call with you because that really started to hone everything in. So work from home moms, create more ease with family. I got excited and stopped writing. What was the second part and the third part? more confident in their lives, like with themselves and their body just overall, and then be more productive in their work. So tell me where you feel your expertise are too broad. It's not that I'm an expert in everything. I just feel like I start to talk about everything. Like there's mindset and I'm a certified NLP practitioner. So there's Mm -hmm. some tools and things in there about mindset. I'm a yoga instructor. So I love talking about movement and incorporating movement. And then there's mindfulness practices that I love to help my clients integrate into their lives, like meditation and breath work, EFT tapping. It's like, I have all these tools tools. that Mm -hmm. I can bring in 
And then sometimes I think I feel like, okay, well, but sometimes my moms want like structure and systems. So now I've gone off to the races and I'm learning about like systems and, and structure and how to do. So I'm like, okay, that's so many different things to talk about. And it's all, I think, I feel like it has its place, but then I come back to, it's like, what do I want to be known for? So one thing I, I don't know if you noticed it, we're talking about these tools around movement, like in the soft benefit category, like the really juicy, important stuff, but there's less tangible to measure. And then you said, but my clients kind of want this. So now I go off and I'm learning about the more hard or tangible tools, but that doesn't sound to me like where your passion lies. Not, I feel like what's so much more important is the first things that I talked about, mindfulness, movement, meditation. Yes. And I wanted to create something more around that. But at the same time, it's like, it's like I myself as well, like love seeing the tangible results too, like not only in my clients, but like in myself. So that's where I feel like I have this struggle of like, ah, like which one do I have to choose? Is it too broad? I think it can be confusing. You're experiencing that it's confusing because often the feedback you get from people is, okay, so do you do yoga? Like they, people ask you, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> I do it all, apparently. What don't I do? No. You know what? I'm going to ask a different question. What do you believe? I really believe in creating space and mm-hmm. simplifying. Mm-hmm. not what I'm living. <laughs> but creating space, really simplifying, really connecting back to... I'm constantly, when I find myself as a mom, as a businesswoman, as a wife and just running my own home and my own business, like I'm constantly coming back to, okay, like I have to reconnect with myself. Where am I not taking care of myself? Where am I not listening to myself, trusting and leading with my own values? Like where it's more about those kinds of like basic, like well-being. who am I being right now? Instead mm-hmm. of the doing, I get caught up in the doing. And then, so it's, it's about like coming back to who I am being. So you, what you believe is you believe in the power of creating space. You believe in the power of beingness, right? This is just us talking. It's not your marketing hook, right? You believe in the power that all moms need to reconnect with themselves in order to experience ease with their family, confidence with themselves, and productivity with their work. Let's go there. Here's the thing. If you can help me with that intangible, right, moving target, I can Google how to be more productive, But this container, reconnecting with myself and listening to myself and experiencing spaciousness, that's harder to Google. I love that. That really resonates with me. I help work-from-home moms reconnect with themselves, right, so that they can – I don't even know if it was reconnect with themselves or create that space. But that is a tangible benefit. You, and there's no shortage of content that you could share from your heart, from your expertise related to that. What for you is the power of being known for one thing? That was the language that you used. So what for you, why is that important to you? I think that just keeps me focused. It really, I think from there, I can really concentrate everything that I'm doing and then be able to branch out. But as long as it's aligned it just gives me like an anchor. It's the thing that helps you have the thing, what you believe in space. Huh, that feels really good. 
That feels really good. And it'll help me to like really make decisions from there. Can you even give us an example of a decision that's been hard to make and how how you might make a decision through this lens? I want to see this in action. Well, for example, it's like when I just know what I'm focused on, I don't need to take any more classes in learning how to help people. Like, right. It's like I'm constantly trying to learn and educate. And it's not such like a, I used to think, well, it's just shiny object. It was just like, oh, because there was this feeling of not enoughness. I think I have to learn that. So then I can bring it back. So then I'm an expert in that too, because what if that would really help them instead of being like, okay, this is what I can teach you. This is what I know. This is what I know to be true. This is what I believe in. And if you do need that, I can refer you. Like if my clients need something, it's like, I'm not going to go, oh, let me go take the course. I know. So that I know how to do that and I can help you or, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm curious, what might it take for you to really give yourself permission to own your expertise? And I'm just going to, I'm going to call it like being an expert in spaciousness for today. Because you've got a pattern, it sounds like, of like, let me prove to myself that I know enough to serve people. So I'm just wondering, you know, when this conversation is over and you're back staring at your laptop, what? how can you really give yourself permission to embody this and let it be enough? Well, I want to say like reworking my, not reworking, but really taking a lens to my marketing and what I'm mm-hmm. offering and how I'm and really making sure that it's focused. Yes. Leads like all roads lead back to there because I think I'm also promising a lot. And so right people now. don't really understand the promise and you're almost setting yourself up to fail by promising so much. Like who can deliver all of that? You've said before, even in coaching calls, like it sets up the clients to fail because they've just got this massive amount of mm-hmm. transformation that needs to happen. It feels so good. Something just landed for me too, that just, I don't know if it like connects, but just as a yoga teacher too, it's really about you being this like voice in the background and just letting people have their own journey and transformation with you sort of guiding and opening up the space for them too and holding the space. Yeah. And that's what I need. I need that. My, I want my programs to feel like that instead of like me, like Dragging them along. Dragging them along. <laughs> you gotta go here and then here and then here and then here. Mm-hmm. Spaciousness. Yeah. That's really beautiful. So with this clarity, would you like to take a look at the shape of your program or some of your marketing? We could begin the process of in, of just stripping away all of the extra to create this space. I would love that. Do you want to look at the program or your marketing? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, I guess, is program, because then I think that will yeah. help inform my marketing. So thinking about the program as it stands, understanding that this is all about creating the space for moms, work from home moms to reconnect to themselves in order to have more ease with their family and confidence with themselves and productivity with their work. Looking through that lens, what part of the program does not align? Well, I'm going to ask it differently. What part of the program does right now really align with that purpose? I think, well, the first part is definitely about like decluttering and removing and stripping away. So that's whether it's their environment, whether it's from their schedule, we really take a look at where they're like overburdened or overloaded so that they have some some wins right away is usually what I like to start with. 
Is there anything else in the program that you feel really aligns with this clarified purpose? I like them to set up like wellness routines for themselves, like where Mm -hmm. they're really creating sacred space for themselves. So where Mm -hmm. that's, you know, morning routine, evening, we work together to see like what feels good for them and what feels really nourishing. So yeah, we set up some routines and even setting up their schedule as well, like to create space in there. That feels really good. It's funny. Like we do set up like a little bit of like space and structure to their day. Yeah. Because that does give them more freedom. That does give them more confidence that everything that needs to get done will get done or they get to see where they can put it in. So we're talking about their physical space, decluttering their environment, creating then a sacred space, routines for wellness, mental space by organizing a schedule so they actually have more freedom and choice. Is there anything else? We're looking at a lot of the internal yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, there's that's usually the second part, but once they start to get into this, like, okay, let me, they like to have, like, okay, give me the things to do, you know. So we're setting everything up in the beginning, and mm-hmm. then it becomes the like, oh, when we start to take action, that's where all the speed bumps happen, right? Like, oh crap, I just created all this space, and now yeah. I have to deal with yeah. my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing a lot of like internal, what's coming up for them. Where is the resistance? What is the self-talk? Where is the self-doubt? And shifting that for them. So like relationship with self. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, there's a lot of like sort of implementing like that, a little bit of guiding. And then (laughs) it starts to be more client-led and seeing where we need to go. I'm curious. If the beginning of the program is more structured or content-led rather than client-led, is the place where you see clients drop off or lose steam or disengage when it's this relationship with self-work? It can be, yes. Sometimes it's even, I feel like, in the beginning because they can't, yeah. they can't like keep up. It's like, oh, I didn't get to do, I didn't do what you said. It was just so crazy this week. Or, you know, I'm just thinking about my latest client, like just sometimes it's in the beginning. What, if anything, does that data tell you? It's too much. (laughs) I need to strip away. (laughs) Especially if what you believe in is spaciousness, then what might be misaligned in, in the program is just the pace, not what you're doing in the program, but how swiftly, but your expectations around what progress looks like. God, it's just hard because I do have, sometimes it's like, I'm asking them to do these things and then they're not doing it. And then they're like, oh, but I'm not doing it. So I see it as like, am I getting value out of this? That's what you make it mean. Like, so you, the coach fears that they're going to decide they're not getting value because they're not taking action or they're communicating that to you. No, I've never had anyone say like, I'm not receiving value. If anything, I've had them say, Slow down. Like, are you going to drop me? Or, you know, you probably think I'm the worst student or, you know, client. Uh, So here's what's landing for me. Tell me how it's landing for you. When I asked you the question, what do you believe? It was really easy for you to answer that. There was no hesitation. And often for me in coaching conversations, when the really juicy stuff happens. I don't remember what was said. So that's where I am. I'm like, I know what I had to do with spaciousness and that's where I'm at. So So when we really lean into the thing you believe in, what it reveals is where you're not totally aligned. 
And as the coach, if I can observe, as the coach, you are misaligned when you forget that you believe in spaciousness. And instead, you think progress looks like checking things off the list. But if progress is spaciousness, then maybe they're doing it perfectly when they don't get around to the thing you told them to do. Like I, I believe in one thing, but I'm not leading with that. And I'm asking them to do something else. And we all do it. We just like forget or get so caught up. It's so easy for me to get caught up in over delivering. And I don't mean that like, don't give too much away. I mean, being overly responsible for my client's progress. When in fact, when you got emotional not long ago, it was when you pictured yourself really holding that container and being a neutral observer. I'm totally not aligned there. I believe one thing with my heart, but I'm trying to lead with this like mental, like it should be this way or else, or, you know, whatever. And all the stories we make up, like if what I'm just giving people spaciousness and like, are people going to pay for that? And like, is it helpful? And how many Instagram posts can I do about doing nothing? Like, what am I doing here? Right? (laughs) But the truth is it, it aligns with the thing you believe in, first of all. And secondly, we have proof that this is what your dream clients need. They need it so much they're afraid you're going to drop them. And it really is informing, like even like what just crossed my mind is that, you know, the way that I was structuring my sessions, it's like every week they need more space. space. This is really illuminating. All right. So before we move on, I want to offer up an assignment for you if it feels aligned, which is let's do a spaciousness audit. So just looking at how your sessions are structured, how accountability is set up, like all of the moving parts to the way you serve clients, does it align with spaciousness? And if not, how can you adjust it? And then if this resonates, I'm just seeing really clearly for me, your program really has three phases, if you will. One is the physical space. One is wellness routines. And then the third is the calendar, right? And those, you may have different words for that. And then the overarching theme that shows up as your clients work through decluttering their physical space, developing wellness routines, coordinating and structuring their calendars is this relationship with self. So I don't think we reserve relationship with self as, okay, once all of these ducks are in a row, now we get to coach on the inner work. You're coaching on the inner work as they're implementing these first three phases. I don't believe it's in service to spaciousness to offer structured packages. And by that, I mean, this is a three-month package. In the first two months, we're going to focus on the physical. Or the first month is physical. The second month is wellness. And the third month is the calendar. That robs your clients of the dignity of their own process. Like that's not a lot of spaciousness, right? That's cramming things into a schedule. How does all that land for you? It lands really well. One thing though that comes up for me is that, and maybe it's because it's something for my own self. I'm always thinking like, okay, like, so right now the third phase of my program is really like implementation and taking action on those things that these moms really want to do like in their business or with their, you know, having like that goal or that, but maybe that's not really, is that a line? Is that one of the things that needs to be stripped away because they are taking action throughout? So it's there, but maybe it's not a pillar. 
right? Like we have these three pieces so that you can feel more productive, trust yourself, confident with yourself and ease with your family. So let's set a goal in one of those three areas and we will move toward it at your pace, honoring your physical space, your wellness routines and your calendar. Right. Is I don't think it's a thing that they arrive at. It's a thing that they work on as, so it's almost three layers here. Layer number one is the your expertise or the content, physical space, wellness routine, calendar. Great. So I'm going to follow that pathway with you. As I'm doing that, the second layer is working through the inner work that's going to come up <laughs> as I declutter my space and create my wellness routines. And then the third simultaneous track is at my pace, right, as I'm creating space, how am I going to work toward a goal related to ease with my family, confidence with myself, or productivity with work? Yeah, so it's related to one of those. So it's not something out there in the... Yeah. That feels really good. That feels more easy. (laughs) Does it feel spacious is the question. (laughs) I guess what I mean easy is because I just overcomplicate things all the time. And then pretty soon I was just so muddled in my head. And then your audience is muddled. It happens with all of us, but you just got to, you forgot what you believe in. You know, like a momentary lapse, right? Because we get so into the strategy and the tools. I spent a year in my business doing that. Or suddenly I was like, what am I? Who am I right now? (laughs) I got so distracted by the strategies that I forgot about the the purpose. Especially when I start listening and cluttering my mind with all these other podcasts and things and which is just like taking me further and further away of like, okay, oh, I need that. And I need that. And I need that. Mm -hmm. I should, I should, instead of coming back to what I know to be true. And also just remembering that all of those things will be there when the time is right. Just because the cart's closing next week, <laughs> right? On program whatever the heck, yeah, yeah. like doesn't mean you'll never have the chance to take that program. This is not true. I want to challenge you a little bit. I would love to encourage you to commit to taking a year with like no new things, no new courses, no new nothing. I know enough right now to move forward. I like got really like, <gasps> you just got so silent. Like, I think you stopped breathing actually, <laughs> but I like right. it because I have found myself somewhat having to repeat that to myself recently. Mm-hmm. Like I have everything that I need. Well, and what I'm saying here is nothing new. I mean, you've got tools and programs, right? That you could yeah. go deeper into. It's not like, I'm not telling you don't learn anything. I'm just like encouraging you to practice spaciousness. I like that a lot. You're right. You know, because I do, I have everything and it's in those lapses of like, you know, when I'm not feeling when I'm feeling they're all based in fear when I'm making those decisions to like, oh, I should learn this, or maybe this would help, or maybe this would, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And it's really not because I need anything more. I mean, I have everything I need in the hive. (laughs) Right. right. And like the most amazing community. So I don't need any more of like those things that'll give me strategy and whatever. Honestly, those are the ones that I will, you know, end up purchasing the most or whatever it is. I want to push back on that. Those decisions are motivated by fear because that's not what I'm seeing. I'm hearing you. There is this thread of not enoughness. You spoke to that. Anna, what I see in you is a sincere 
deep, heartfelt desire to help. So I don't, I don't think you're afraid as much as excited to help. And so, so there's nothing wrong with that. But just as an exercise in living this value of spaciousness, what happens if it's nothing new for 12 months? I like it a lot. I will take that challenge. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Because you're right. I just, I'm always trying to learn and then share and then learn and then, oh, this is so helpful for me. And so let me like share this too. And it's just, I love learning, but at some point it's now starting to get where it's confusing. It's interesting because it's the opposite of helping. This is not totally related, but it's inspired by something you shared very early on. So why don't we recap a little bit before I take this in another direction if you're open to it. If you never seem to have enough time to get it all done, maybe you don't remember the last time you actually had a full weekend off, or perhaps you're a master at avoiding the important priorities to really move your coaching business forward, Schedule Domination is your new best friend. That's because Schedule Domination shows you the exact process I follow to design my ideal work week, create space for everything from downtime to client work to list building, Facebook Lives, content creation, really everything, all in a pretty color-coded calendar that's totally customizable and designed to help you feel accomplished, grounded, and productive every single week rather than like this hamster running your buns off on the wheel that never goes anywhere. Sounds really good, right? So what I want you to do is head on over to schedule domination.com right now grab this free training then send me a photo of your shiny new organized calendar right in your instagram stories i'm a total nerdy capricorn for this kind of stuff so you're gonna make my day you know i'm just gonna say it schedule domination it just might change your life grab the training now for free at schedule and let's get back to the episode so far The goal here was how can we simplify or declutter? And the light bulb came on when we really reconnected to this thing that you believe in so wholeheartedly, which is spaciousness. Mm -hmm. So through the lens of spaciousness, we then looked at your program and just realized, oh, like what we're covering aligns, but how it's structured is not in service to spaciousness. So do you feel clear on the next steps around adjustments to the way your program is delivered? Yes. Great. So there's kind of three tracks here. One is the phases of the content, right? The other is the inner work coaching, working through my stuff that comes up as I'm moving through these three phases of physical space, wellness, routine, and calendar. And it's all in service to creating the space and the clarity for me to work toward a heartfelt goal related to ease with my family, confidence with myself, or productivity with my work. So how does all of that land for you right now? That sounds really good because a big overarching thing that I, is that really reconnecting back to yourself. And so I feel like that having that overarching, like you said, that relationship with self and yeah. being able to like infuse that, yeah, really lands for me. So this is the, we're kind of going in a new direction here. We don't have to, but I wanted to share it. Early on in our conversation, when you were sharing, you know, I'm an NLP practitioner and I know EFT and I'm a yoga instructor and I love mindfulness. And there's all of these things that you're really passionate about. And 
you observe that like it's confusing and overwhelming. It is if the lens you're looking at all of those things through is about tools. I think that's even the word that you used. But those are all tools related to the same exact thing. So I'm just like, it's an Instagram post. It's not really an Instagram post about NLP. It's a post about reconnecting with yourself. Or it's a post about spaciousness and how an NLP tool helps with that. I'm sharing this to say, I don't think you're as confused or confusing as you think you are. It's just about taking two steps back when you look at your message. Like, am I connecting this to the thing I believe in or am I focused too much on singular tools? So what does that mean to you as you hear me share that? Yeah, that I can still share about all of these things. And it's not that I, I don't even bring them in like with every single client. It's just Mm -hmm. as I see that they're needed in the moment or that I'd like to play with them and see like if it brings out anything new, but like it just gives me more of a sense of freedom to like to use them, but also be able to like to focus them. Because I think a fear a lot of us have when we narrow our focus and narrow our message is what am I going to talk about, right? Like how many times can I talk about creating space and reconnecting with yourself? But that's just the theme. And there are endless conversations to be had under that theme. And then, you know, they all connect back to your expertise. It's creating a through line for people and for yourself. So what are the next steps for you around this? So I am going to really look at my offering. I'm switching up the way that I offer or that I structure my Mm -hmm. program, you know, it's really just going to be, I like this idea of creating space and opening it up so that it's more of a monthly month to month, like relationship. And then really looking at my content from my website to my, you know, the platforms that I'm on and just really making sure they speak to that one at a time. We don't have to go and look at all of the platforms. I also, I guess I just want to say it. I don't know that you have to go backward and clean a bunch of stuff up. The first thing, if it lands for you, would be just moving forward, streamline the message. I have this group membership or this power group. That could be a whole other call, I guess, (laughs) actually, as I go through my head. But just wondering how that fits in, if at all. What's the structure of the group right now? Well, there's a reason you're wondering this and asking the question. So I guess I just need more information. Can you share a little bit more about where this question's coming from? Because right now where it's sta- it just feels stagnant. It feels like there was no direction with it. We would do mm-hmm. monthly goal setting. It was very like strategic again, monthly goal setting uh-huh. and then just group coaching. So twice uh-huh. a month. But I'm really wanting to put more of this like I want the space to feel like more like connecting that like creating a space an opportunity for women to just have the space to connect back to themselves really yes so I wanted to put more not more but like have more structure in there so that it was also more simple for me because here I am I'm coming and I'm I just felt like I was floating around and if you feel that way your clients feel that way I wanted to do like like a monthly theme help them reconnect back journaling prompts like offered. It's like, I'm almost wanting to give myself the homeworks that I'm showing up in a way that's just more powerful and more in service to my message. Tell me how this might go for you. So 
Under this theme of helping work-at-home moms reconnect with themselves and this firm belief you have in the power of spaciousness, if those two things got to design a power group for you, so this is the assignment for you, right? I just want to check in and see if the assignment feels aligned. If those two things got to design a power group for you, do you feel the group might enliven you and feel aligned and do the things you think the current group is missing? It's like I'm open to playing with it because I'm feeling this strong sense that now that there's like a focus, I want to have that in service to that focus. Yes. Yeah, this goes back to the suggestion about just like running a bit of an audit. So we just talked about your program and where my head went when you started sharing was, wait, why does your power group need to look any different from this program that we talked about? Journal prompts and this extra work for you and for them and a different thing every month when what we're doing is just creating an open container. Are you complicating it? So it can look exactly like my program. It's basically, here's the program. This is what I believe in. This is what we're doing. You can do it working one-on-one with me, or you can do it in a small group container. But the process is the same. Okay. I like that because it simplifies it for me. Yeah, totally. So in the Hive, we often talk about like the chocolate and the vanilla offering, right? When we're selling. Those offerings are not two different outcomes. They're exactly the same outcome the delivery is the difference. Instead of, well, do you want do you want this outcome or do you want that outcome? No, the outcome here is reconnecting with yourself. We can do that privately or we can do that in groups. That's what the chocolate and vanilla distinction really means. I just skipped that small part, but <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. I think I had originally seen it as something where it was like, okay, and if you want to it just as a way to get a little bit of a taste of how to work or what it is like working with mm-hmm. me. And if they wanted to, they could move, you know, into privates. That's just complicates it. It's like, do you thrive in a small group or do you prefer the intimacy of one-on-one? That's the decision to make. And that makes sense when you put it that mm-hmm. way, because it's like, what's in service to my client. I think that was where it was, this group was feeling stagnant too, because I wasn't sure like what to do, what to give, what to, you know, mm-hmm. was it in my program? So I want to just last suggestion here. Could you give yourself the assignment of re-listening to this conversation if you need to, but then flesh this out, design the program. There's no end date. This is a program that everyone goes through at their own pace, but what are the phases? What does it look like through the lens of reconnecting to self and space, which I think is the hardest part because it's going to force you to give less and do less. I know, Mm -hmm. but that's what I need. I think I've totally hit that tension or that conflict so many times just eat personally and where mm-hmm. I'm like I could feel that I myself am doing too much and I myself am, but I wasn't like you had pointed out earlier it's like what I'm living versus like what I'm really is in conflict with what I'm I really believe in we didn't know what we were going to talk about I'm totally <laughs> like grounded I'm more open I honestly feel mm-hmm. just so much more open in my chest I feel it really like embodiment is a big thing for me. And so I feel that like really embodied. I see it looking at you. I really do. Awesome. Thank you, Dallas. You're welcome. And thank you for bringing this forward. I think that there are a lot of us who lose our way. I know, I've, like I said, I've been there, right? We get like hooked into the, what do people need and what is the strategy? And we can forget 
momentarily what we stand for. I was really nervous about coming on. I was like, I don't even know like what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> Not that I don't know what I'm doing, but I was like, I am so all over the place. This is the perfect conversation for us to have today. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I want to thank all of you for listening. Think about maybe the takeaway for you as the listener is to answer this question, what do you believe in? And use that as a lens through which to look at how you're showing up in your business and where you're aligned. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you again next week.